from the New Media Institute at the University of Georgia. Hello and welcome to the Georgia On Your Mind podcast, a series that explores the relationship between the state of Georgia and the university that lives within the heart of it. Each week, a new episode will dive into an area that the state excels in and how the University of Georgia acts as a major contributor to that success. Atlanta is like, you know, the Motown of the South. The music industry means big business in the state of Georgia. It's clear that Atlanta artists have left their industry-defining marks on the music scene. Hey, I'm your host, Aaron Reine, and welcome back to the Georgia On Your Mind podcast. Today, we'll be exploring the music business industry in the state of Georgia and how UGA, specifically the Music Business Certificate, plays a critical role in that. You all met Berkeley last week, and she is joining us again for this week's episode. Hey, everyone. It's great to be back. This week, I got to interview David Barbie, who works for UGA as the director of the Music Business Certificate, and Bailey got to interview our other guest for this episode, Mala Sharma, who's the president and founding member of Georgia Music Partners. We're so excited to introduce them to you all and hear their perspective on the industry, as well as how it gained traction in the state, specifically in Atlanta. Yeah, we were really excited to learn about this topic this week because, as we all know, music is something that links us all together, regardless of how else we're different in our lives. Something we learned during this episode is that the first country music album to ever be recorded was actually done in Atlanta, Georgia. This was something that one of our guests, Mala Sharma, mentioned, who we're going to hear from more in just a second. Yeah, so Mala Sharma and David Barbie are the two people we chose to interview this week, and they both have extensive experience within the music business industry, but they approach it from two different angles. Mala Sharma is a graduate from UGA back in the 90s, and she's now the president and co-founder of Georgia Music Partners, so she has a lot more experience on the client and business side. Whereas David Barbie, he graduated from UGA back in 1986 and now serves as the director of the Music Business Certificate here at UGA, so he has a lot more experience on the academic side of things. We're going to introduce you to Mala Sharma first and hear about her role with Georgia Music Partners and learn how she discovered that she had a passion for music and how that translates into her current career. Okay, so first off, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Who are you and what do you do for Georgia Music Partners? My name is Mala Sharma. I am the president and co-founder of Georgia Music Partners. I also have my own consulting business called Sound Advice and Consulting. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey to getting to this position? Have you always been interested in the music industry or music in some way or form? I've always been interested in music. In fact, it started when I was a student here at UGA. As an undergraduate, I was in um, the journalism school, Grady, um, and I got my degree in public relations. But that was, you know, in the late 80s when Athens, Georgia was the epicenter of indie music. Um, And, you know, we were seeing people from all over the world that wanted to be here in Athens because of the music industry. I was just a huge fan and that that love and passion for music, as well as, you know, me wanting to pursue my degree in journalism, public relations, some aspect. Um, I never thought that I could bring those two worlds together, which is ultimately what happened. I started writing uh, bios or press releases, doing tour marketing and really working with a lot of the local bands here in Athens and ultimately, you know, was able to parlay that into working within the music industry directly. And I left when I graduated Athens. I went to Los Angeles and I worked for a record producer by the name of Rick Rubin. He's 
one of the you know biggest names in rock and roll and hip hop um, as far as the production in the last probably 50 years. And so I landed uh, a role there for a number of years, you know, career lottery jackpot. I'd say. So the first record I worked on when I left was uh, a Mick Jagger solo record. Wow. And, um, you know, that time in the industry, music, um, it was music's heyday. Recording budgets were well over 500 to a million dollars to make a record. You had to actually go into a studio and, you know, um, unlike now where your phone could record the record. So it was a different time. I, um, you know, Worked within, I worked with several record producers. I ran a record label for Sony after that and managed bands. And as, you know, we're coming to early 2000s, um, you know, the industry shifted. There were seismic changes in how music was being uh, recorded, how it was being consumed. Everything started kind of changing and I had to evolve with it. And part of that brought me back to Georgia, and I just saw that the industry that at one time was just thriving in the state of Georgia and was really creating talent with global appeal was starting to shrink or move or leave because that work needed to be done in Los Angeles or in New York or in Nashville. And so about that time, you know, the film industry in Georgia started ramping up due to the tax credits that film had. And so me and a couple of other folks from the Recording Academy came up with the idea that we should start an advocacy coalition of, you know, music industry professionals here in the state of Georgia. And at that time, we formed Georgia Music Partners. And Georgia Music Partners is the only organization in the country that advocates at the state level. So we're really proud of that. We were originally interested in interviewing Mala because we wanted to learn more about this industry from a state perspective. But we were actually pleasantly surprised to learn about it from a UGA perspective pretty early on since she graduated from UGA back in the 90s, like Berkeley mentioned. Like we said, she graduated from UGA with a degree in public relations, and that later helped her land a job with a record producer who produced some of the most iconic records in history. We're going to turn it back over to her so she can share more about Georgic Music Partners and their mission as an advocacy group. Talking about the advocacy group, can you kind of summarize the main goals or priorities of that group when it comes to promoting music in the state of Georgia? Yeah. So Georgia Music Partners mission is really to advocate on behalf of the music industry community throughout the state. And the first way, you know, the first thing that we really did when we formed was really to get a baseline of what is here in Georgia. We knew that it was shrinking, but we didn't know what that meant. And so we uh, commissioned an economic impact study in 2011 and found that that was about a, I think, a $3 billion economic impact to the state and over 20,000 music industry jobs. We are now looking at about $5.5 billion in economic impact with over 70,000 jobs around the state in music. So when we talk about Georgia Music Partners advocacy work, it um it encompasses a lot of different things. One is education. We really uh, work closely with communities, cities, states, a lot of schools like UGA um, to find ways to help, um, you know, 
advocate for, whether it's the students, for more funding at the state level for those programs, for workforce development and resources. We work with lawmakers. Sometimes it's as simple as actively promoting bills or opposing bills that could hurt the industry. I'll give you an example. Um, Probably about six, seven years ago, the city of Atlanta wanted to put an ordinance forward where they would require um, recording studios to um, meet all sorts of, you know, just unimaginable um, sort of guidelines. And and it effectively would have um, made it next to impossible for new recording studios to open up in Atlanta. And we fought that. And luckily, it did not pass. So yeah, so it's public policy, legislation, education, and whatever it takes to really um, promote and, and um, connect our musicians, our songwriters, the attorneys, anyone who supports the industry. Through her experience leading Georgia Music Partners over the past decade, Mala Sharma has seen firsthand how the music industry has grown over that time, specifically in Athens. Talking about the music industry as a whole in the state of Georgia, can you kind of give me some background on like, when it started to gain traction in the state of Georgia? Athens was a huge indie rock scene. Has Georgia historically been a great place for music? There is something in the water in Georgia that their music has all music is birthed here. You can go back to the very first country record. The very first record ever recorded was a country record um, by Fiddlin' John Carson in Atlanta. And um, he, you know, at that time, country musicians were rebels and no one wanted him here in Atlanta. And so he ended up in Nashville, and now we see what country music has done for Nashville. Uh, So, you know, going back to, you know, Ma Rainey, the mother of blues, was from Columbus, Georgia. We've got such a rich and diverse music history in Georgia from James Brown and Augusta. You've got Otis Redding, Allman Brothers in Macon. So throughout the state, there is something that, um, you know, musical talent just, it it thrives here. And, you know, we're seeing that continue today, but you see different cities almost have different musical feel, right? In Athens, it's definitely more of that indie rock vibe has, it, it, you know, that legacy continues today, right? In Macon, it's always, it's been that Southern rock or blues, and that's still continuing today. In uh, Savannah, it's more of a hard rock and classical music. So it's, you know, it's interesting. I don't know why, but we would like to see that continue to grow. And we're seeing it now, you know, in, in a lot of the smaller communities as well. As Mala mentions, music and music business has contributed a massive $5.5 billion in economic impact with over 70,000 jobs created around the state, making it one of the top contributing industries in the state of Georgia. In order to preserve that industry for years to come, Georgia Music Partners is doing a lot of really great work, but needs more members and interns to get involved. Now, I would love to see more UGA students across the board get involved, um, whether it's in a, you know, with with locally with their music community through public policy, get involved, look uh, look at what Georgia Music Partners is doing. We're always looking for interns and um, membership. So I would just uh, encourage folks to go to www.georgiamusicpartners.org and take a look at what we're doing and get involved. 
one more thing. If someone, say, not a UGA student, but like just a normal citizen of Georgia want to get involved somehow, could they also go to that website and find resources? Yes. So, I mean, again, music touches all of us. We have, you know, um, we've got educators. It's a part of everyone's daily life. So anyone who, um, you know, loves music, who wants to learn more about what we're doing, absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to take a short break now, but when we come back, we'll discuss how the Music Business Certificate at UGA prepares its students for a successful career in the music industry and how it contributes to the industry in other larger ways. According to the UGA Bulletin, there are about 40 undergraduate certificate programs offered to its students, and among those is the Music Business Certificate out of the Terry College of Business. Our next guest that we want to introduce to you guys is David Barbie, who got his start as a musician and later returned to UGA to become the director of this program. Well, can you just start by introducing yourself to us and telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do here at the University of Georgia? Hello, I am David Barbie. I am the director of the Music Business Program. Um which is in the Terry College of Business. Nice. And can you tell us a little bit about what your journey was like to becoming the director of the Music Business Certificate here? Yes, it was a pretty crazy journey, actually. I um, have been doing music as my career since I was a student here 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. And played in bands, toured in bands, have engineered and produced hundreds and hundreds of albums and I own a studio and I've managed bands and I've booked other bands and I've done all this stuff. And um, I was approached in 2010 by the then soon to be outgoing director of MBUS, Bruce Birch and George Fontaine, who owns New West Records. And they dropped the bomb on me that Bruce was leaving UGA to go to Kennesaw to start a program there. And that Bruce thought, I mean, that George thought had suggested to Bruce that I should be the new director of MBUS. And I thought this idea was insane. Not like insane, let's do it. But like, you are an insane person. I like, I can't, I'm unqualified. I have no qualifications for the job. And George just went down the list, like, well, you've, you know, you've made hundreds of records, like, true. Well, you own your studio. Yeah, that's right. Well, you understand music publishing. Well, I do. And you understand artist management, how to book bands. It's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I understand that. And you played in bands. Of course, yeah, I got that too. And I was like, but I don't know how to, you know, and, you know, and he said, you've got the history in it. You know, my parents are both in the music business too. And I said, okay, well, I don't know how to teach anybody anything. And he said, you've got tons of interns and assistants at your studio. You've been coaching Little League since time began. It's like, you know, all that you, I watch you do this with people all the time. And it was just like, well, I'm busy. I can't give anything up. I'm full of excuses. And George said, you don't have to give up anything. You're just going to expand your reach, which for somebody like me is a very seductive pitch. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, I thought I, I told him I'd think about it. Mm -hmm. And then a few days later, they kept bugging me. They were like, we really think you should apply for this. You'd be perfect. And I was like, I'll go talk to them. He goes, we'll tell the dean you're going to. I was like, no, they have to hire me. We'll go talk about it. So I went and talked to them. And then I agreed to take the job as an interim. And part of that was 
And the university obviously wanted to check me out to make sure I was qualified. But for me, I wanted to make sure that I felt like it was a good fit for me too. And um, getting jobs like any other relationship, it's a two-way street. So, um, but once I got here and started working with the students, I was just totally into it. And so that was 13 years ago. So those guys were a lot smarter than I was about knowing that I'd so far be a pretty good fit for the job. Even though he thought he was unqualified for the job, starting out as a musician gave David a unique perspective once he came back to UGA. After seeing firsthand how to produce records, manage artists, and book bands, he was able to combine all of those skills along with his leadership abilities to teach students about the industry. But let's hear a little bit more on what he does from day to day. Well, my job is basically split into two primary roles. One is as the director of MBUS, overseeing all the administrative functions and um, making general program decisions, such as which classes do we need to teach? Who should teach these classes? Um, what should the requirements be for internships? Those kind of things. And then the other is teaching classes. And I teach two classes every semester. I teach in the fall and the spring, I teach the capstone classes of the in-bus program, and then I have teach a music production-based class as well, and that varies. Sometimes it's um, live concert recording, which feeds into this radio show that I have on our local, on Georgia Public Broadcasting that here is uh, WGA, um, called The Sound of Athens, and then I also teach this advanced music production class. So it's a little bit of both. Main goals and priorities. My main goal is how do we best educate and train students to have a career in the music business? Um, and then my priorities, my number one priority is the students. Is that right there? It's like, how do we, how do we get them from who am I to whom I am? And um, I always look at it that the students, their scholarships or their parents, one way or the other, pay tuition to attend the University of Georgia. The University of Georgia gives the faculty paychecks. Therefore, we work for the students. That should be all faculty members' priorities. As David will get into in just a minute, the term music business encompasses anything from record producing, artist management, and music publishing. The music business certificate teaches its students all of this and more first semester, and then they are put to the test second semester with an open-ended final project. You know, music business is a constantly evolving area because when I was in school, we listened to records and cassettes and they were just starting to be CDs. Now, those things are kind of antiques. And when I came here to teach, it was all about downloads. And now, of course, it's all about streaming. And interestingly enough, back to vinyl. But um, so I think there are, are a handful of things that everybody that is going to work in the music business needs to know. You need to understand the basic structure and history of the music business. You need to understand how live concerts work. You need to understand how the record business works. And you need to understand how artist management and a team works to make an artist's career grow and develop. And you need to understand music publishing, which is basically the commercial exploitation of um, copyrights. And interestingly enough for me, a lot of what I learned about um, copyrights, copyright infringement, et cetera, I learned here 
in the law of mass communication class in the uh, Grady College of oh, uh, cool. Journalism. Yeah, yes. that's some good overlap. <laughs> it is some good overlap. And um, anyway, um, but other than that, it's not one size fits all. Everybody that works in music needs to know that. If you're a concert promoter, if you're a record producer, if you are a financial analyst for a record company, it's like whatever. It's like you need to know these basic things and how they work together. But other than that, it is not one size fits all. So we do all that stuff in the fall and in the spring. Um, everybody in the capstone class has a project that can essentially be anything you want it to, as long as I approve it. You want to be a concert promoter, promote concerts. Mm -hmm. Uh, how do I do that? Well, you're going to need a venue. You're going to need some artists. You're going to need an attorney to draw up contracts. Where do I get an attorney? Well, there's three kids on the other side of the class who want to be music attorneys. They're the attorneys for the class. There's a dozen bands in this class. Get one of them. I want to be a booking agent. Great. Do that. Well, where, who do I book? Well, you book bands. Where do I get them? Well, probably from this class. Yeah. You're the, I mean, it's, it's the microcosm of the music industry project is what it's called. And then the year ends with our Classic City Music Festival, which we typically have out at Southern Brewing nowadays, mm -hmm. which started as a little bitty thing called Inbus May Day in 2010, which was a music festival that everybody in the class is involved in. Mm -hmm. And anybody that plays at the festival, you can either be a student, a graduate, or faculty member. If you've got a connection with the Inbus program, you can play this thing. Mm -hmm. And it started as this thing that we just hoped would not lose money the first year, just not lose too much. Yeah. And we had a couple hundred people there, and it was great. And then the one last year at Southern Brewing, they raised, I think, $6,000 for the MBUS Scholarship Fund awesome. off of the profits of this class project. So, yeah, that's yeah. kind of what we do in MBUS. The Music Business Certificate has already grown tremendously in the time that it's been open to students, but it's part of David's mission now to have it continue to grow and advance along with the industry. And how would you say UGA specifically plays a role in uh, that growth and in supporting the music industry as it's grown through the years and specifically through the Music Business Certificate? Well, that was one of my major goals when I came here in 2010 was I thought there was an odd disconnect between the uh music business program and the town's music scene, just like there's always been this town and gown divide a little bit where the town is one thing and the university is another thing. And I just felt like we have this incredible music scene and you guys have this great program here. Why don't these things work together more? And as someone who had been in the music scene here since the early 80s, I um, kind of took it upon myself to go to all these people in the community and just ask, what can we do? How can we work together? How can we make this better? And um, just got, and though now it's like you go into the venues or the studios or wherever, the record labels, wherever, and it's just full of inbus people. And um, it's uh, it's been a gratifying thing to see over the last 12 or 13 years. Yeah, that's awesome. I bet that's super rewarding getting to see that growth over that amount of time. Very much so. Uh, Kirby sends his guys to the NFL. I send mine into the music business. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. That's such a good line right there. That's definitely going in the podcast. <laughs> um, and what other opportunities would you say UGA provides for students who want to work in the music industry outside of the music business certificate or any other kind of areas on campus you guys work closely with? Well, we do things sometimes partner with Grady. We've had events before where we like had a Q&A with a well-known like a music journalist that would cross up. We do things with the School of Music, obviously, too. Um, 
But we have a lot of programs in MBUS that are open to people who are not in the MBUS program. We have a series called MBUS Talks where we bring uh, music business people from all over the world to come. Just We just do a Q&A and everybody is welcome. And this past um, semester, we had a pretty large contingent of people from other parts of campus coming to listen to these because we get some pretty prestigious practitioners. And in particular, we had a lot of like student journalists from Grady coming over and, um, and like writing articles about, um, about these MBUS talks. So that has been a real focus for us this year is let's get some of these incredible guest speakers that we have out of the classroom and into the general university community. And our students are going to go to these things anyway, but let's, let's, uh, spread the gospel. Let's, uh, let's let more people hear this stuff. After speaking with both of our guests for this episode, we can definitely say that music business is a much bigger industry than any of us realized at the beginning. The music industry would not be able to thrive in Georgia without the music business certificate at UGA, because not only does it teach students the basics of what music business is and how it can translate into a career post-graduation, but they also have that open-ended final project, which you know not a lot of classes have, but it forces students to source resources within the classroom and really, you know, take what they want to do post-graduation and make it happen for that final project and kind of get a little taste of what it's going to be like. And then they have that music festival at the very end that gives them real world experience, but also raises money. So we thought that was really cool of the certificate to include those things in the curriculum. Yeah. And it allows them to celebrate all their hard work at the end, which I think is really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really had no idea. I mean, I knew that music was a big industry in Georgia, especially with how many concert venues there mm-hmm. are in Atlanta. And now after being in UGA the past few years, like how many concerts there are in Athens too. But hearing the actual numbers of how big of an industry it is and all the business behind it, like you never think about that. Yeah. You know, you just, you go to the concerts, you see the artists and you're like, wow. But then you have yeah. to think about like the legal components, all of the organizing the events actually recording the music and people that have to run the recording studios and stuff Mm -hmm. like that as someone that likes music but doesn't do anything with it it was really eye-opening to see how many little pieces have to come together to get that final product that you get to see in concert yeah exactly there's so much that goes into it like you said that we don't see behind the scenes we Mm -hmm. just know that you know we're going to this concert and we're having a great time and we don't think about all the preparation that went into it to make this event happen and to have it, you know, yeah. be this great thing for people to, you know, listen to their favorite artists and have a great time and just let loose a little bit. But the music business certific- certificate, speaking with David Warby about that, really opened our eyes to, you know, all that goes into it and how students can be exposed to that mm-hmm. very early on. You know, a lot of people will come to UGA and maybe they're already in Terry College or maybe they're in another major and they have that interest in music and they don't mm-hmm. realize that they can tie like the business component or whatever else they're doing with their love for music and have yeah. it be an actual career and have it, you know, be something that they can maybe stay in Georgia, stay in Atlanta and yeah. pursue after they graduate. So yeah, yeah really cool definitely. to hear. And I also just never really thought about the gap between I don't know where I was going with that, so I'm just not going to say that sentence. <laughs> but okay. like now that I have friends that either have done the certificate or are in the certificate now and hearing about those classes from them, 
I always was someone who like loved music. I go to so many concerts. I'm constantly making Spotify playlists and looking for new music. But I was never someone that was like, oh, I could be involved in that industry because I am not a good singer. I don't know how to play an (laughs) instrument, like no talent at all whatsoever. And I was like, oh, well, to be in that industry, you have to be a musician or a singer. Like those are the only options. And now I have friends that are like, you know, booking gigs and like even like the capstone team in our cohort that's doing Intune. Like, you know, it's just so many different moving parts that I'd never considered before of the actual logistics behind music. Because I just, when I think of that, I think of someone like picking up a guitar and all of a sudden they have millions of followers on Spotify. And that's, that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. For those who aren't, you know, wanting to be up in front on stage, like that's, you know, Mm -hmm. not not your only option if you want to get involved in this industry. And even speaking with Mala Sharma about Georgia Music Mm -hmm. Partners, I personally didn't know anything about Georgia Music Partners, but she was recommended to us by David Barbie because, Mm -hmm. you know, she's a UGA alum and she has this extensive experience in the industry. Yeah, she knows what she's talking about. She definitely (laughs) does. But now she's founded this organization because she realizes how big of an industry it is and she wants that to continue to grow. And she and her, um, the other people that work with her at Georgia Music Partners Mm -hmm. want to do everything in their power to make sure that this industry, you know, stays just as prevalent. So like she mentioned, if you are listening to this episode and you love music, maybe you are involved, maybe you want to get involved in the industry somehow, Mm -hmm. Georgia Music Partners is definitely a great organization to get involved with, whether you're a UGA student wanting to pursue it or, you know, you're not a student, but you still want to get involved somehow. Yeah. Um, Definitely recommend it. The advocacy and representation, because I know like with Georgia specifically, a lot of the bigger genres within Georgia Mm -hmm. are mainly represented by minority groups. And so having that advocacy and representation and people fighting for you, that is such a huge component of those things that I never thought about like how people could get taken advantage of and how difficult it could be to navigate on your own because it is such a big booming industry Mm -hmm. now. Definitely. So I thought that was really cool to learn about. Yeah. So special thank you to David Barbie and Mala Sharma for being willing to speak with us about their Mm -hmm. experience in the industry and just the industry as a whole. Um, For this episode, we're looking forward to releasing our next episode next Friday, which is going to be over um, arguably the biggest industry in Georgia, which is agriculture. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for that episode next week. We'll see you then. Go dogs. Go dogs. From the New Media Institute at the University of Georgia, thank you for listening to the Georgia On Your Mind podcast, a series that explores the relationship between the state of Georgia and the university that lives within the heart of it. Tune in next week as we explore another area of expertise in Georgia. 